You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Wednesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Wednesday, October 25th, episode 3292, brought to you today by Kevin Equine. Good morning, morning, horse people. It's Wednesday morning. That means Jamie and Glenn are back to talk horses with all of you. Well, let's be honest. Jamie talks horses. Glenn is just here to hassle Jamie. Enjoy the show. I will take no hassling today. Okay, I've been right. hassled enough. <laughs> all right. This will be a hassle-free zone today. Uh, no <laughs> hassling going on. Today, we have Alder Allie. She's joining us to wrap up her adventures at the Maryland Five Star. Uh, she reported there for Eventing Nation, and she's been one of our longest supporters, so uh, we love having her on. Also, Jamie texted me last night and said, I need time on tomorrow's show. And so apparently— I can't believe I wasn't drinking by noon. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly. Apparently, uh, we're, we I gave her time on today's show, so we'll find out. I don't even know what that's about. Do we have any weird news? We have some weird news, and and I'm going to preface the beginning of the show by like, ever, just have a seat, just okay. have a seat, right. and cool. just be glad it wasn't you. Okay, <laughs> you that's know most what we're of the stuff you talk about, I'm glad it wasn't me. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks. You know what's a free zone, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is going to be tough for me today. Um, so we, we are doing an Otter Post show. Jamie has something planned. We'll get to that. Also, I wanted to say, speaking of you, um, you mentioned on one of last week's episodes that you don't know any Morgan people. And that got yeah. our auditors going nutso. Uh, because apparently, a lot of our auditors own Morgans. I know. I was so excited to see that. And, you know, that's the the one horse that I just really haven't spent a lot of time with. I mean, I've had gypsy vanners here. I've had thoroughbreds. I've had Andalusians, paints, quarter horses, all the things, but just not Morgans. I just haven't had any Morgans come through and and I don't know anybody with them. Well, apparently most of our listening audience owns them and they're (laughs) fairly upset with me for not being familiar with them. So what I told all of them when they started shaming me for not knowing any Morgans was that um, put your money where your mouth is. I'm coming out to ride. Well, you got that offer from a bunch of them. So <laughs> I think if you want to ride a Morgan, you can. Uh, so also, you're not the only one, apparently, that super glues wounds on horses. Uh, I was really, <laughs> I saw that post um, and I was really thrilled because, you know, I talked about the fact that one of my horses decided to cut his face open. And it was Sunday night. I couldn't get a vet out. He needed stitches. And I just went to CVS and you can listen to the show Monday to hear all the stories. But basically, I super glued his face together. And uh, yeah. I really expected to get roasted for that. We really did. And actually, I got really nice support for it. Well, so. a lot of people were saying the same thing. Look, with the shortage of vets, we all better learn how to do this stuff. <laughs> you know, it's true, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. We're going to have my, to. After today, I don't think my vet will ever talk to me again <laughs> oh, great. after yesterday. All right. Well, let's get to some daily winnies. Happy birthday, happy birthday to you. 
Well, I, we have a bunch of uh, auditor birthdays today. Uh, Jill Giannoni. Giannoni? I'm going with that. Giannoni. Yeah. yeah Angie Stewart. Italian. Come on. Jacqueline Burke, our friend. Hi, Jacqueline. Nicole Green, JoLynn Lunders, and Jessica Sackett. Happy birthday to all of you. Hope you have a terrific day. Remember, if he mispronounces your name, it's a badge of honor. That's right. There you go. So, Jill, you've been awarded the badge of honor. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, yet again, I've got to give my daily winnie to my vet. That's right. I had a really fun day yesterday. <sighs> let me, let me, like I said, just have a seat, Glenn. Okay, just, I'm I know you have a stand up desk. Mortgages for you now. Um, no, 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 just, 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 okay. just listen. I mean, because it, it, so, so, night before last, it rained and rained and rained. And we had like 24 hours solid of rain. So I went out yesterday morning to, you know, feed and I, start driving down the driveway in my little side by side and I get down to the barn. And at this moment, all of my horses decide to start running their nuts off. Like, I mean, galloping around. And of course you could see them sliding. It's just like, they're all going crazy. It's time for, I don't know, something got into them. I think deer were in the pasture. It was just like craziness. And I get to the barn and I see my little pharaoh horse, my big pharaoh horse, lay down and roll in the mud. And he's got a rain sheet on and a fly mask because of his head wound. <laughs> so he completely rolls in the mud and just the blankets hanging off on the side. He's wet. It's gross. And I thought, oh, my God, I got to get a picture of that. So I take a picture of it. And at that moment, I go to get him and he lays down and rolls again. And when he lays down and rolls... He somehow, because the blanket was hanging off sideways because it was wet and muddy, he somehow got his leg through the 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 buckle thing, the strap, and just shredded it, just rips it right in half, right? And but he's stuck. He's stuck because he's got his leg in a strap. This blanket is in tatters. All the horses are galloping around. I'm like, oh, my God, what do I do? So I have to, like, run out in ankle-deep mud. And while everybody's freaking out, he stood so well for me. I had to unbuckle all the buckles to free him from this ripped blanket with galloping horses in the pouring rain in knee-deep, like, ankle-deep mud. <sighs> so I get him done. I pull it off of him. He takes off box and farks and runs off, you know, so but I did it. Okay. Whew, okay. Time to get everybody in. So I go bring that and hang it over the fence and I go around the front to bring all the horses in the barn and get them all in. And Duke comes in. And for those who don't know, Duke is my 30 plus year old draft cross saint of an angel baby. I love this horse more than any horse in the in existence. He's so great. And he has a, when I bought him, he had a paralyzed flap. So he's a roarer. If you know what that sounds like when they gallop around, <sighs> when they breathe in, you can hear them breathing in. Well, they've been running around like crazy and I bring him in and he's roaring, but he also gets like super anxious for food. So I, he's roaring in the stall and just like losing it. So I go, I'm like, all right, dude, all right, I'll feed you. So I grab a scoop and I dump it in the bucket. Once I've got him in the stall, everybody's in the stall, I give him the food and he keeps eating and he keeps roaring. And then I realize he's in like respiratory distress. Okay. And, and, and there's not much in, in horses being a vet tech for as long as I would, there's not much that panics me. Okay. 
But this panicked me. And so I, and, and the thing is, I always said Duke was going to die while waiting for his food because he gets so excited and he can't breathe. But he, he usually once he gets his food, he calms down. But he was so running around like crazy. He was in respiratory distress. Like, he's <laughs> just just like this crazy breathing. And so I pull him out of the stall. I'm feeding him. So I'm like, please don't die in the stall because I can't get you out and I can't do that. And it's just going to be awful. So I pull him out of the stall and I feed him in like a low, uh, like a muck tub. I put all the food in there because he's already eating it and he's still rasping and breathing. And I, I videoed it and I'm, I'm panicking and I call my vet and she's like, what's going on? And so I send her the video and she was like, okay. Okay, well, let's. I can't come out right now. I'm in Edmond. I am too far away, but let's figure something out. I was like, what can I do to make him stop? He's like <laughs> losing his mind. And again, I, and she knows, I just had like acupuncture done on his face. Okay, this is how much I love this horse. I'm like, whatever Duke wants, Duke gets. So, He's in there. I'm like, oh my God, please don't die. Like right here. I'm like, oh my God. So so then of course you have that like, okay, I've got, I've got to make plans because it's pouring down. I can't like dig a hole by my hands in the pasture, you know? So then I'm like, I got to start thinking about, I mean, it's no easy feat to dispose of a draft cross, right? Like, I mean, it's not easy uh, to dispose of any horse. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. Well, the other horses are buried in my yard. I, I'm by myself. I don't, I'm freaking out. So I, I call her and she's just like, okay. And I was like, what can I give him to calm him down? Does he need banamine? Does, she was like, if only you had some dexamethasone. And I was like, I have that. So she's like, draw up 10 cc's, give him dexamethasone in his vein. I will send, her husband is also a vet. I will send him out. And I'm like, okay. So I give him the dex and in literally 30 seconds, Glenn, he's fine. He's totally fine. It was a miracle. I mean, I'm like arranging end of life things for this horse and that it, I love. And the Dex just calms them down, right? It's a steroid. And so what it does is it just relieves inflammation, basically. Gotcha. And so his like long sacs were inflamed from running around the thinking he's three years old. Mm -hmm. And so and, and he just couldn't like get his breath back. Okay. So this is all within like 30 Duke, minutes. By the way. Like, yeah, exactly. I'm at, like, you know how you, it, I don't have an albuterol inhaler for him. So we, this is what we had to do, but his throat gets, he's, he's got a paralyzed flap. So his throat gets inflamed too. So it's not just the sacs in his lungs, his throat. And so this drew out the inflammation almost immediately. And so I call her back because she's at a doctor's appointment for herself. Right. And I call her back and I'm like, never mind. You don't have to send Dave. I've got it under control. You're a miracle worker. I love you so much. The next time this worked and he's like, fine. And she was like, okay, just keep him quiet for the rest of the day. Everything's going to be fine. And she's so great to me because I don't freak. Like I said, I don't freak out for much. Just, a respiratory distress. And then I'm like, Oh, you know, I got to put him in the arena. I got to get him away from all these horses. So I put him in stall. I've got two horse and hound horses in the arena turned out. Um, and because it was raining, they had some access to some shelter in there. So I had him in the arena. So I put Duke back in the stall to then go move the mares out of the arena. So I can put Duke in the arena. Mind you, this whole time, it is pouring, pouring down rain. 
all day. So I go out to the arena and I grab Knights, one of the mares, and I bring her in. And then I go to get the other mare named Pixie. Pixie, why are you up? Come, come over here. Pixie, come here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Pixie won't come. I walk over. I'm like, oh, my God. The only second thing, Glenn, that will freak me out. Oh, no. It's a broken leg. Oh, and yeah, I'm like anybody out. I'm like, her leg is br- like she takes a couple steps and is dragging the leg like 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 she can't a front leg. She it's like it's paralyzed. It's just hanging there. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I call my vet yet again, who's still <laughs> at her own doctor's appointment. And I'm like, Dr. Julie. Now I've got a broken leg. She was like, what? And I'm like, it's a different horse. I have a broken leg and I need somebody to come out here right now. Can you please send your husband? Okay. Okay. I'll call him back. Because she's already (laughs) called him to get out here for the respiratory distress and then called him to then cancel the respiratory distress call. So she didn't call. And then I'm like, I don't know when she's going to call him. I'll just call him. So I call him. He's like, I'm on the other line with Julie. She says, you have a broken leg. I will put my stuff in my car and I'm headed your way. And I'm like, y'all are not freaking out as much as you need to be. I am the one freaking out. So at this point, Chad has come home because he was taking Lucas to school because that's how early all this happened. So he comes home and I'm like, she has a broken leg. I don't know what to do. And I separated the mares, but like they're screaming because they love each other, even though like I probably one kicked the I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. So he takes for dang ever to get out. It was probably like 20 minutes. It was miraculous how fast he got out, actually. But it seemed like forever. And he walks out, and this mare is dragging her leg, Glenn. Like step forward with the right front drag the left front but like not forward in front just drag it up to under her body so i've got a halter and lead rope and he comes out and he does the typical like grab the bone and like try to move it side to side it's a radius so like right underneath her shoulder there is a cantaloupe on her left front leg on the outside a cantaloupe and i mean it is ginormous Uh, and and she's dragging it until he feels it and he's like you know what? I don't think it's broken. And I was like, what? I'm like, well, what's wrong with her? So apparently it, the, she got probably kicked and it went to a hematoma. And, and this guy has forgotten more about horses than we'll ever know. He's like, that's a hematoma. And it's pushing on the radial nerve, which is causing leg paralysis because the radial nerve is so compressed. And he was like, I can't drain the hematoma because it's still bleeding in there. So we have to get her to get the bleeding to stop and we have to move her into a tiny stall and put her. And I'm like, that would require walking her. And literally she's dragging a front leg. It is probably, this is like the most stressed I think I've ever been regarding horses and to have two like, respiratory distress and a broken leg are going to be the two things that are going to make me freak out. Um, and then they are here. They are back to back. So we get her drug into the stall and he's like, you know what we need to give her? He's like, let me run out to my truck. I got to get some dexamethasone. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. So then I have to call Nelda. 
from horse and hound to be like, oh, I have a problem. Like this horse is, you know, it turns out it wasn't a broken leg. But, you know, what do you do with that? And I was like, is this going to get like, is she paralyzed on her front leg forever? And he said, no, what happens is this hematoma is pressing on that nerve and it's making compressing the nerve and making the entire leg dead. So what we can do is we can get the swelling and like get the bleeding to stop and then get the swelling down and the body will start to resorb it and it'll free up some space on that radial nerve that's smashing it down and making it paralyzed. So he's like, I wouldn't use the Nizer today. He's like, what we're going to do. <laughs> That's what, just is, what you want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, that was better than like. Yeah. Let's use the Nizer today. Yeah. An open wound. Mind you, I've already now twice had to call the body disposal unit because I called for like, I'm like, I may need you. And then I call him back. I'm not going to need you. And then I call her and I'm like, now I'm going to need you. And then he's like, let's give her 24 hours. So then I have to call him back and be like, never mind. <laughs> These people must think I'm insane. Like, what is happening with this girl and her farm? Oh, my God. And so now the mayor is currently sitting in a stall while I'm waiting. For, and I've got to give her another shot of dexamethasone this morning. And I'm currently waiting for that hematoma to come down. And so I, of course, had a horse get adopted that shipped out at four o'clock this morning, oh, you know, because they can never come. <laughs> yeah, they never the come at, during the day. So I've been up since three. So I went down and checked on her and she appeared to be dragging it less. He was like, you're not going to see a giant improvement the next day. He was like, it's going to probably be Thursday before you see some big improvement and then we can make a decision then but i'm telling you you really don't know if anything's cracked in there you don't know we don't if there is zero improvement or she's worse this morning then we they'll come out and do some radiographs he was like but i can't even x-ray it because they can't x-ray it's too fat yeah i mean yeah it's a cantaloupe they'd have to shoot through a cantaloupe of blood that is on the outside of this mare's like, and I mean, and it just breaks my heart because she's in so like so much pain. I mean, it's so painful. And again, I mean, I think the other mare kicked her, but again, it was rain. I mean, it's been pouring down rain and they have like one little shelter. So who knows what happened? She might've looked at her funny and the other mare's like, oh, I don't care about you. Uh, so yeah. So in this, this probably about, at this point, it's about 90 minutes that all of this has happened between Pharaoh, tr- me trying not to die, getting run over with horses galloping around the pasture while I'm trying to free a horse from his blanket that he's stuck in to then Duke having respiratory distress, calling the vet, not calling the vet, calling the vet, not calling the vet, calling the p- place to pick him up, not calling the place to pick him up, cancel that. And then coming out and be like, oh, my God, I have a horse with a broken leg. Like, I can't. And, and again, all in pouring rain. So if anybody wants to give me a covered arena, I would very much appreciate it. <laughs> uh, just those of you that have them, be thankful. Uh, yeah, so, and then the vet comes out, and when he's here, it's pouring rain, and this mare's out in the arena, so we're standing out in the pouring rain like buckets do, doing all this stuff. Oh, my God. And so... Do you, um, I just wanted to warn you that you're about 15 minutes away from more pouring rain. Awesome. I just looked at the radar, so, and it's thank you really for bright that. green. I don't know if you that's, need to put anybody anywhere, but um, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah, no. Well, now everybody's locked in the dang stalls well, because <laughs> then I'm like, 
I'm like talking to the, 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 the horse, one of the horses potentially adopted. And, and she's like, can you put her out with this horse? I'm like, no, I can't move anybody. Because if you move a horse, like her best friend, if you move the best friend out of the barn, yep. then the one in the stall that's not supposed to be moving goes absolutely ballistic. And I'm like, I, I just, I can't. And so I've got screaming horse in the barn. I've got screaming horses outside the barn. I've got screaming horses. I've got screaming dogs. I all things. Like I just can't. Whew, I, I can't saw take the, it. So I, that was quite a morning. I get now. I get it. I, I'm giving you a hug. <laughs> I'm giving you a hug. That's all I can <laughs> offer. But I will <sighs> say that I don't miss the mud. I saw your picture yesterday. Oh my god, I don't miss mud. Oh my gosh. And it just happened so like in one 24 hour fell swoop, like of just I mean, your like mud was literally buckets. above your ankles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, right, it's deep uh, and that's a deep little breath. junk paddock area. Yeah, no, I, I mean, all okay. in all, to be fair, everything is great. Except I mean, aside from vet bill. the bear. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I mean. Well, that's horse it, and hounds. Yeah. Those, the horse and hounds vet bill, uh, uh, sadly, uh, that doesn't make it any better because it feels like it, it's yeah. mine, you know. Yeah. Um, And then, but like I have decks, so I'm going to be administering those. I was just going to say, did you get a gallon of that stuff now? I know, right? And okay, so it made me realize some things to have in your toolkit. You know, dexamethasone is a fantastic anti-inflammatory, and like your horse has a serious reaction to something, has a hives, has a breathing problem, has a kick in the leg, and the radial nerve is paralyzed. Dexamethasone. And did you know you can administer dex in the vein, which is of course the fastest, in the muscle which is of course the second fastest, or you can put it in their mouth. Really? You can even administer it orally. And it is, it is. So I was like between Banamine, having Banamine in your thing and knowing how to use it. I mean, obviously you have to know how to use all these, be in touch with your vet, but Banamine, some sedative, which was nice to have for when Pharaoh slices face open, some sedative and some dexamethasone, those three drugs, I don't, well, yeah, I mean, uh, CBS is only 15 minutes down the road, Clyde. You can run and get that. But yeah, those three things I definitely would suggest having in your toolkit and, and knowing how to use it, you know, just to get the education and on how and when and how much and all that. But yeah, so it was fun. My armpits are sweaty telling this story. Sorry. Whew. All right. Well, yes, I'm, 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 look, you're here. That, that's something. That means it isn't blowing up right now. Well, I'm here and Duke is okay. And this yeah. mare did not have to be, you know, immediately euthanized in the pouring rain yesterday. And she may get better. I'm hoping, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful because, like I said, this vet has forgotten more about well, horses than we'll ever know. And, and I got to tell you, we did have a horse and it's morbidity day here on uh, Horses in the Morning. We did have a horse die in the stall. We had to take the stall oh. apart. Well, see, and that's the thing is like... We literally had to take the wall off the stall to get that horse out of the stall. It died overnight of old age. You know, it just... uh We came out in the morning and there it was. And it wasn't in distress the night before. They just figured died of old age, you know? Um, Well, see, and I worked at a place that had a horse die in the stall and you couldn't take the stalls apart. hmm. And so they had to... Yeah, let's not go into that. Do the other way, you (laughs) know, which... And I'm like, I can't do that. And (laughs) and my stalls have like that lip at the bottom. And those walls don't come down and just like, oh oh my God, I can't deal with that. Isn't it amazing though, the 5,000 things that can go through your brain in about the course of a minute. 
Oh my God. You're you're right. I'm like, get him out of this doll. Then yep. I've got to make arrangements. I can't just leave him out here. Like and and her, like whoever. And then then the lady on the phone who does like the pickup is like, Well, listen, it, it's been raining for 24 hours and my truck is like twenty two thousand pounds. And I need here. to make sure that it's gonna be in a place that it, and, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna have to do this like in the front yard. Like uh, uh, all the th- all the things that go through your head, it's just like so much, so much stressful. And then to be like relieved, like, oh, okay, that one's over. Oh, here's another one. <laughs> okay, that one's over. Oh, wait, here's another one. Like, oh, okay, we can move on. I just uh, right, wanted deep, to tell deep you. breath and a big hug from all of us. Thank you. From all of Thank us. you. Well, okay. Horses are fun. <laughs> We're going to talk a little bit about somebody who had a better weekend than you did, and that is <laughs> Auditor <laughs> Allie. weekend was great! <laughs> <laughs> Auditor Allie got to hang out at, in Maryland at the five-star event there over the weekend. She's a reporter for Eventing Nation and also one of our longest supporters. We're going to get her on to, to tell us about that and how fun that was right after we hear from Kemen Equine. We've had no shortage of stress this past year, and a lot of our attention has been focused on maintaining our health and immunity. Stress and illness can actually form a vicious cycle in humans and also in horses. Elevated cortisol levels caused by stressors like extreme weather, disease, diet changes, travel and trailering, and so much more can throw your horse's health and immune function out of whack. But did you know that you can help reduce the negative impacts of stress by feeding your horses chromium every day? By lowering the levels of the stress hormone cortisol and optimizing overall energy use, feeding chromium results in improved body upkeep, health and immunity, performance and overall well-being. To ensure you're supporting your horse, don't feed just any chromium. Feed your horse the only FDA-reviewed source of chromium propanate on the market today, Chemtrace Chromium from Chem and Equine. Ask for it by name and stress less. Learn more about Chemtrace Chromium at Kemen.com slash Chromium EQ. That's Kemen, K-E-M-I-N dot com slash Chromium EQ. Allie, thanks so much for joining us this morning. Have you recovered from your trip over the weekend to Maryland? <laughs> Barely. Horse show hangover is definitely real. So, <laughs> And you're from Getting Utah, <laughs> so that's quite a, it's quite a trip to make it out there. Oh my yeah, gosh, you sure. went from Utah to Maryland to see this? Oh, yeah. wow. So tell yeah, us, it was, it was crazy. Tell us what this five-star is like in Maryland compared to Kentucky. Yeah, it was amazing. I know all of the riders were saying that the atmosphere was just as good, if not better. Um, there were thousands of people Saturday, like Thursday and Friday were kind of more laid back and stuff, but Saturday was insane. It was just like trying to muscle your way through the crowds and everything but fair hill is stunning um it was it's so beautiful in maryland right now with all of the fall colors and everything i was just kind of you know awestruck <laughs> well and and uh jamie this venue is huge fair hill is huge uh oh, it, yeah it just not. seems bigger than kentucky for some reason because everything's so spread out yeah they have a lot of things in like the infield of the track like all of the um arenas and everything um but i mean they they really used the entire place it was amazing it's one i want to try and get to next year so the crowds came out to watch cross country some of those jumps on tv just looked (laughs) crazy enormous it was a brutal track for sure um one of my favorite moments of the weekend was Piggy March saying, I'm pooping my panties over this track. 
Um, it was just amazing. I actually got to do the course preview for Eventing Nation. So I got to talk to lots of people about kind of like what they were feeling about it. Got to talk to Ian Stark, um, the course designer about just kind of last year. Um, there was, it was a very easy track, um, and there's a lot of people in the time. So we kind of took that as like a personal challenge. And so every single jump this year was like, how can I waste your time? <laughs> um, and he just really went for it. Um, he's actually retiring next year. So it kind of felt like a, here's everything I wanted, have wanted to do. And I'm just chucking it into this field. And, you know, so I, I have a question, Glenn. Uh, yeah. You talked about the riders commenting about the course and Peggy wanting to poop her pants. Did you think that the course was unfair? Did the riders no, think it, the course was unfair? No, they just like everyone was saying it's like a five and a half star. It's just incredibly difficult, but it was so um, thoughtful about it. I mean, like they're there was there were easy enough questions but they were just placed in a way that was like difficult so like there was these huge max height max spread tables everywhere which wouldn't be a big deal normally but he would put them at like the bottom of a huge hill so that they'd have to like slow down going up to it which is like not normally how you would try to approach it but in all it was actually pretty safe there was only three falls throughout the whole day um and one of them was kind of a freak thing um but yeah, like the writers were actually really impressed by it. I never heard anyone that was said like it was unfair. Um, it was just like a lot of things happening. I mean, um, I was looking at the water jump. They're like, oh, let's go ahead and build this drop into the water. But how can we make it more exciting? We're going to put a waterfall on the backside of it. Like, <laughs> yeah, what? Um, I, yeah. Whew. Yeah, Ian was literally saying, like, he was going through the course and he was like, and this one's a waterfall. I just thought it looked cool. <laughs> <laughs> he is. It's a swan song. He's like, okay, there's 42 riders and I think it ended up, what, with 14 finishing? It was crazy number. Well, there was 26 in the five star. There was okay. like 42, something like that in the three star, which was also kind of crazy. It was definitely not as um, of a bloodbath as the five star, but um, out of there was going to be 26, uh, one withdrew earlier that day, but only 16 made it through. But of those 16 that like made it, 13 of them were clear. So it wasn't like a super dangerous, crazy thing. Um, it was just like either you make it or you don't. <laughs> Which rider and horse impressed you the most that day? Which one stuck out? There's always when we're watching oh cross country in Kentucky, there's always one rider that you go. And it's not even usually the top rider, right? It's somebody that you're mm -hmm. going, oh, they, they they just had a really cool run. Oh, it was Mia Farley easily. She was amazing. She's 22 and has this off-the-track thoroughbred that she got for a dollar. Um, she was basically, or actually the Karen and David O'Connor got it for a dollar. And then basically were like, hey, we like you. Take this horse. Make it like a horse. Um, and she was the only rider that day to go double clear. Um it was, she was just kind of like the hero of the day, but she's so down to earth and humble. She was just like, it was her first five star ever. And everyone and was like, how are you feeling? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everyone was like, how, what do you think of the course? And she's like, yeah, I mean, it's just another course. I'm trying not to think about it. And they're like, so what do you think about this? She's like, it's a show. I'm just ignoring it. <laughs> and she's but 22. She was Jamie, she's can you 22. imagine doing that at 22? No, and I also can't imagine getting a five-star horse for a dollar. Like, I mean, <laughs> right? obviously she produced it, but like, uh, 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 yeah, that's like that's amazing. 
Yeah, it was incredible. What about, uh, um, so what about the, you know, uh, shopping? You know, everybody goes to Rolex to go shopping. That's one of the reasons, half the reason they go. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and Rolex actually doesn't have bad food and stuff. So what's that like in Maryland? Oh, it was amazing. They have a whole bunch of like farm fresh stuff. And so they have like all these orchards, um, like Milburn Orchards was sponsoring a few things, but they have these apple cider donuts that are amazing. <laughs> um, and then they had this like fresh food fest going on all day Sunday with like, um, I don't know, like farm to table stuff. And it was just like all homegrown Maryland County sort of a thing. And it was, oh man, it was really good. <laughs> okay, Jamie, skip. we're skipping Kentucky next year. We're going to Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And they, and they actually like, they changed up the vendors and stuff this year. Apparently last year it was kind of like a weird horseshoe shape around the track, but like everyone was kind of being funneled through um when you would get there and it was just like all these amazing tax stores and everyone was having sales and i'm so surprised that i did not come home with more than i did (laughs) (laughs) and because it's a three and a five you get you get more rides to watch right yes yeah the the three star was huge um and but they also had the the young young event horse um national championships there for the four and five-year-olds as well so like most of the riders in the three star and some of the ones in the five star actually had a couple babies in the in the young event horse as well, which was actually really cool to watch because they just do it on Thursday, Friday, um, and they just like kind of take their babies and they do a little dressage and then like mini mini cross country and that's it. And they're done. <laughs> it's interesting too that we had so many uh, riders from uh, from across the pond who decided oh, yeah. to come over for this fairly new event. Right, it's not been around mm-hmm. a couple of years, and they decided to come over. Now, if they go back and tell all their friends, you know what it was like, we're going to see a lot more international coming over for this, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm, for sure, and every single one of our like British friends. They were so impressed by it. Like, um, I know William Fox Pitt, who he's such he's such a funny guy. He was just like hilarious all weekend, but he was comparing it to like badminton and burley. Like it's this is basically up there. Um, and I mean Austin O'Connor obviously we'll get to because <laughs> yeah, but uh, Peggy March was adorable. She was uh her horse's first five star was was this weekend and he's amazing and they were all just incredibly impressed with the way that it was this year and she was great she was like well i brought my horse here because last year it seemed like it would be a good fit for him and now i don't know anymore (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk about the winner austin o'connor uh the first irish winner of a five-star in what 50 years 58 years it was it was incredible it was sunday was such an emotional day for everyone um and salty his horse colorado blue um is actually like the reason he he brought him here he had a bad time at burley i think this year and was told like hey you should try to take him to maryland because that's like that'll work really well for him and his horse is i think like the third fastest in the world right now like he's incredible to watch um but he uh, i mean it was just an emotional day because both all of the horses kind of at the top in the top three, except for his have been really known to like drop show jumping rails on the last day. Cause I mean, there's Phelps. Um, there was Will, uh, William Fox Pitts, Mare, Graffinact or Lily. Um, and like, they all are kind of known for like doing two or three pulls. So he was fourth up and he was the only double clear of the day. Um, Cause the, the show jumping course was actually pretty, 
quietly tough as well. Um, but after he went, it was just like electric. Everyone was freaking out <laughs> and like screaming. And he was, he was so emotional and so proud. And he kept just saying like, people like me don't win five stars. And oh, it was, oh, it was so much. So this was like the perfect story weekend here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were, we were all kind of coming into the last day expecting another one of, you know, those winners. <laughs> um, we would have been named. With, yeah. Um, Voldemort <laughs> takes the lead. Yeah, um. and then we'll just have one other one of those. Um, we're all kind of quietly rooting for, like, William, just being like, that would be cool if he got his 15th five-star win. I mean, he's got the most wins in the world. Um, I mean, we all have died if Mia stayed, but we kind of knew that her and Phelps were probably, I mean, it's it's one of his harder phases, but he still did amazing. Um, but then Austin took it and we were all just like, yeah, he deserves it more than anybody. Well, good. Well, it sounds like a terrific week. Now I wanted, I'm sorry we didn't go. And you had good weather too. <laughs> it usually rains like crazy in Maryland. Yeah, it was really <laughs> cold on Saturday, but I mean, we were all moving and oh my gosh. So the cross country course is just nine minutes uphill. One of the reasons it was so hard is because like you go up uphill for nine minutes and then you get to like this awful crab water that's just the most intense thing anyone's ever seen after doing two dozen things at the top of the hill. But so it was kind of raining and kind of cold, but we were all like, we were all getting our workout too. And the rest of the days were just gorgeous. All right, Jamie, next year we're going to Maryland. This sounds like so much fun. <laughs> it really does. Uh, especially seeing, I used to go to horse shows with Jennifer there. Now she wasn't riding any oh. stars, um, but it would be you know. fun. I've never been to Fair Hill, but I've heard about it for a million years, yeah. like as far as it's, it, and how is it, Prize for people because what I hear about Fair Hill typically is that it just rains yeah. every time. Yeah. Oh gosh, it was so sunny, and I I have like issues with the sun, so I was like trying to figure out like what do I even do because they're like we don't normally we don't get all the sun normally, but um, I mean the all of the events were in the stadium, and they have just the event organizers were amazing with all of the different infrastructure that they put in. Um, so there's just like tents everywhere, and I mean the the what do you call it um like people coming to watch it just had like spectators. everything that they needed the spectators thank you i'm having a morning <laughs> um, yeah the spectator We're experience was great <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah i mean like i was working for most of the time but we got to go like take all of the videos of everybody and it was just like electric the whole weekend okay so as a horse husband i'm hearing good food electric <laughs> atmosphere uh horses running fast and jumping high i'm in uh yeah. that's a horse <laughs> husband's dream right there you notice what i put first right um yeah <laughs> <laughs> ali thanks for joining us you're you're terrific we really appreciate and we appreciate your support you've been one of our longest supporters and we really appreciate that too well thank you so much all right thanks ali take care all right talk to you thanks, later. Non-GMO whole food nutrition is the basis of the entire Daily Dose Equine program. We never forget that natural is better and simplicity is key. Daily Dose Equine uses non-GMO whole food ingredients like alfalfa, timothy, peas, sunflower seeds, and flax. Daily Dose Equine doesn't use fillers, bulking agents, or leftovers from other industries. So you can feed less yet improve body condition and energy. And our feeds are free from chemical residues and glyphosate. Find the perfect formulation for your horse at DailyDoseEquine.com. Select Daily Dose Equine formulations are available nationwide. 
through Chewy.com and TractorSupply.com. You're not going to believe what I just found on Facebook, what? Glenn. I say it all the time. I love Facebook memories. I j- it just popped up. And eight years ago today, you were at my house in Arizona, and it is a picture of you sitting on Duke. Was that eight years ago? What is happening oh to my, my life? <laughs> that might be, Duke might be the last horse I actually rode. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And it's just such a sweet picture. And Jen is sitting on Joey and I'm on Thor and you're on Duke. I remember the trial ride. It was so fun. Oh, I do too. I I can't believe that's been eight years. We've been doing this show a long time. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But I'm going to put that in the show notes. So if anybody wants to see me actually on a horse, the one that she was just talking about that almost died yesterday, that's Duke. And I'm glad he didn't because Duke is my savior. Duke kept me safe. He's like the greatest horse of all time. I don't so, know yeah. how to ride, so he kept me safe. <laughs> <laughs> Although Jennifer, every time I ride, she always says, and I think this is a wife being kind, she always says, you have a natural seat. I don't know why you didn't take up riding. And I'm like, no, I'm driving. Smoke. Here's what that, let me give you the translation. Mm. You got a nice butt. <laughs> she likes your butt. I, she said it's the only time I sit up straight is when I'm on a horse. And that could be true because I'm not known for my posture. So, uh, but there you go. Well, I'll post that in the show notes. I just saw it. That's so cool. You are sitting up straight in this picture. I don't know what it is. Maybe just horses for riding makes you sit up straight. I slouch in the carriage. So I slouch there too. Probably because you're not worried about, you know, Dying. the jewels, <laughs> the family jewels. <laughs> You know, State Line Tech right now has their fall products out. Uh, you can find top choices in horseware, sheets, blankets, coolers, lycraware. There's like many, many, many pages of blankets. Jamie's going to be ordering one to replace the one that her horse shredded over the weekend. Yep. Uh, <laughs> they also are having a sale on the leftover fly sheets. I remember when we had our store, we, you have to get rid. They take up a lot of room. Blankets and sheets and things take up a lot of room in your warehouse. So at the end of the season, you have to sell them. So right now they're having a sale on fly sheets for next year. You can get your order in for next year. Also, they have have an entire section on Western Tack Essentials, uh, like 10 pages of products uh, right there, right now. Some of them brand new to the market this fall that I saw at WISA uh, last time I was there over the summer. So head on over right now to StatelineTack.com for all of your blanketing needs. I think it's time for some of this. Time to learn why some days you're embarrassed to be part of the human race in Jamie's Weird News. I mean, technically, it's not my weird news. It's all the awesome people that send me weird news stories. And again, it's people who are like looking through and they see a story. They're like, whoa, that's that's really weird. And they'll email, email it to me, jamie at horseradionetwork.com with weird news as the subject. And uh, people who did it this week, Julie, Christiana, Laureen, Claire, Stephanie, uh, Jolyn and Casey. Sorry, it's hard to read my own writing, but there it is. Those people, and I believe Glenn sent me one, and I think I've I looked around for him too. So it's just a weird news kind of week. Uh, but this this time, Glenn, we're actually going to go international. Oh well. yes, we're going to go all over the globe. We're going to start in China. We're going to go to Pingdu, China. To the Chinese beer factory. Have you ever had a Tsingtao beer? No. 
It's it, you recognize it if you Google. It's T S I N G T A O. Singtao uh, is a type of Chinese beer, uh, and um, I'm not going to be drinking it for a while. I'm going to go ahead and just I'm going to I'm going to let it go for a minute because there was a man, and he was in the factory, the beer factory, and he was wearing a hard hat and blue <laughs> overalls. I want to hear this. <laughs> Singtao, which describes itself as the sixth largest global beer maker, said all batches have been sealed linked to this incident. There's no way you're going to drink any of the beer from the man who urinated into the vat. Uh, I thought there was going to be a body part. I think I would have preferred a body part. Uh huh. Yeah, you can just fish that out. No, he uh, he. <laughs> they, they have him on video, and he is dressed in the hard hat and blue overalls. He climbs down into the malt container at the factory, unzips his pants, and relieves himself into a <laughs> vat of beer. Like I said, um. So the the main reason for this story is it was not about the man peeing. In the vat of beer. What's concerning the Chinese government is that the um, stock has dramatically plummeted for Singtao beer since this incident has been reported. (laughs) Yeah. I don't like beer that much anyway, so I'm okay with all of this. Yeah, you're not going to miss it. But yeah, there you go. Singtao. Sounds good. Now we went across the globe, um, and now we're going to come back to um, <clears throat> Florida. That's right. And this is a weird story just because I know this place very well, and you're not far from it either. Remember the – do you know the Bridge of Lions in St. Augustine, Florida? Oh, yeah, yeah. It is It is a ginormous, huge bridge. And when we were kids, we vacationed in St. Augustine all the time, like every summer. This is why I got married there. And it's the Bridge of Lions. And the thing is, you have to hold your breath all the way across the bridge. And we could never make it because this bridge is so long. Well, turns out, every time we went over the bridge, we were also driving over a buried, sunken ship from the 1800s. That was so well-preserved in sediment, Glenn. They were doing some construction, and they unearthed this eight ship from the 1800s so well-preserved, they even find a leather boot in it. Basically, the, oh, wow. it sank and was silted in, and they found what they said was like coconut shells that the people were probably using as cups. They found shoes. They found, uh, looking for the other... Tons of stuff in this boat, like completely preserved. It was, it's awesome. And there's pictures and everything. And it's a bridge of lions, which is like, I just want to show the story because I love that bridge because it's like the only bridge I know. That's very cool. I didn't know you were supposed to hold your breath. It is a really cool looking bridge too. It's kind of more reminiscent of a European bridge um, that you would see. It's just very pretty. You're supposed to hold your breath when you go over any bridge. Oh, I didn't know that. The Tappan Zee Bridge would kill you. Uh, you'd be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're sp- don't drive and hold your breath. Don't do what I do. <laughs> don't do what I say. Okay, don't do it. 
Now, here's where we're going to go next, Glenn. Uh, we're going to head on up to Georgia. <laughs> Not too far. Okay, just going up the street uh, to Atlanta, actually, because Susan Hodgden, she was on vacation, and uh, she got a call from her neighbor, and her neighbor said, um, hey, Susan, you 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 didn't tell me about it before you left, but you got people working on your house. And Susan's like, no. Okay, well, there's someone over here who just demolished the whole thing and tore the entire house down. She's like, what? Apparently, this company went to this house and was told to tear it down. So they tear the entire house down completely obliterate this house. Now, to be fair, nobody was living in it. They said it was boarded up, but the okay, grass I was going to say cut. all her stuff, too. <laughs> uh-huh. The yard was clean. They said they paid the taxes on it. There is no reason somebody should have destroyed it. So she, uh, the, the neighbor goes out and says, what are you doing? You can't destroy Miss Hodgson's house. And the worker turned to that lady and said, you shut up and mind your own business. Because <laughs> that's what they well, sound like in Georgia. <laughs> exactly. Well, Miss Hodgson sent over a family member who then asked the workers for a permit. And so one of the workers pulled out the permit. And then her brother looked at the permit and said, this is the wrong address. That's right. <laughs> they tore down the wrong house. <laughs> I wonder what happens then. Insurance pays a lot of money is what happens then. Well, here's what happens now. She says she hadn't heard nothing from the company responsible. And I think he owes us an apology. You think? (laughs) He needs to fix the problem, she said. Yeah, fix it. Better fix it. Um, so, yeah, this all was uh, released to WAGA, the TV the big TV station in Atlanta. All this, and She was on camera doing this. She's just what she thinks she looks like, Glenn. Okay. You know what? She says, it's hard to believe someone they say just have the right to come and tear down something and walk away from it. And don't come back and say, I'm sorry. What I need to do to fix this? It was an accident. They didn't give me nothing. That's a direct quote. <laughs> so, you know, I didn't make that up. You can't make that up. Time for a lawyer. They didn't give me nothing. <laughs> and last. Okay, well, we're going to head to Poland. Now we're going all the way back across the world to Poland. And uh, so there's a thief. Okay, it's a, shop- it's a shopping mall. It's a very normal looking, almost um, American shopping mall. <laughs> God, there's pictures. So this guy, <laughs> he wanted to rob the mall. And he did it in a very unique way. He walked into the, it looks like the Wrangler store and um, posed with the mannequins. And held completely still, Glenn. There's a picture of him standing. He's got a shopping bag in his hand. And he's just standing there like posed up against in the, in the display. And he stood that way until the entire mall closed. Security walks around. They lock everything up. All clear, Bill. Okay, Bob, let's get out of here. And he made it. He pulled it off. (laughs) 
So here's here's the thing. It says a 22-year-old with a bag in his hand froze motionless, pretending to be a mannequin in front of a shop window. In this way, he wanted to avoid being exposed by cameras. Unfortunately, cameras are going to pick you up when you start moving because what happened next was he thought, where would you go if you were going to rob a mall? I'm going to the jewelry store. So he goes to the jewelry stand inside the store that he's in and robs the whole dang thing. Just steals all the jewelry that he can carry. And then he realizes, kind of hungry. <laughs> so he goes over the Arby's. Food Here I come. <laughs> makes himself some dinner. Feeds himself. What do you do next, Glenn? You know what? I think I need some new clothes. <laughs> goes and steals himself. A brand new outfit. What do you do after that, Glenn? You think you might want to leave? No, he decides he's hungry again. So he goes back to another place <laughs> and makes himself another meal. And at that point... He's been caught on he 42 put, different cameras. <laughs> he pushed it. He should have just left after he got the dang jewelry and maybe got himself one meal. But no, he had to go clothes shopping and then go get some more jewelry and then have some more food. Um, <laughs> he was eventually noticed by mall security guards. He has been arrested and could face up to 10 years in prison. Here's the kicker. Not his first time stealing from a mall. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Apparently, everybody's doing that nowadays from the news I see. It's just a thing. Really? Yeah, everybody's stealing from the malls. They're just blatant about it. Are they posing as a mannequin? No, they just walk in, take the stuff, and walk (laughs) out. This guy went through too much effort. Everybody else is just walking in and filling their carts and walking out. I mean, it's like he just decided to have a party in the mall, like, by himself. (laughs) You know, never commit a crime Um, when you're committing a crime. That's what gets you in trouble. Uh, One crime at a time. And then you'll be what? <laughs> right. Put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> Sell that one crime at, at a, a time. time. <laughs> if you know what's good for you. Yeah, can I Love end it. on a very nice story? Yes. So uh, this guy is goes to Woodson High School in Annandale, Virginia. He's 14 years old. His name is Hemon Beckel. And he just won the 2023 3M Young Scientist Challenge Award. Get this for inventing an affordable soap bar, which can treat skin cancer. I saw that. He developed this melanoma-treating soap, or MTS, after learning about disparities in survival rates across the world. While melanoma is common and curable if caught early, treatment can be expensive. And, of course, if you're in another part of the world with low income, you can't get the treatment. So he decided to put his science... He's 14. Keep that in mind. Put his science mind to work, and he result. And the result was coming up with the soap that's a combination of a bunch of different acids and other things, and it fights cancer cells. So the other thing is all the ingredients are cheap. He can make this soap for 50 cents a bar. So oh, my gosh. That's they're a going miracle. To, they're going to hone it down and get it approved over the next five years, and they've created a nonprofit to dis- distri- distribute it worldwide. But isn't that cool? What a 14 and, years and old. 14 is a kid. That's amazing. I love that story. Yeah. Good story, what a great Glenn. story. And, he, you know, what a cool kid. And obviously going to be going places in the world. Yeah. Uh, cur- curing cancer at the age of 14. That's a really cool story. Well, are we going to do a post show or do you have to run out? I don't. Uh, I've got a. Um, I, I was searching for a Halloween costume for Lucas, and I found some that I just felt like I needed to share. 
Okay. So good. I'm going to tell you what I found. All right. Sounds good. We'll do that in the post show. And I also have something I need to tell you that a trip you have to make in January. So we'll be right back. Tomorrow is the Horse Husbands episode. We're not allowed to listen.